Christmas time, mistletoe and wine. Oh, what a classic that one is, Tony. Cliff Richards. We were just yes. thinking about Cliff yes. Richards. Uh, you know that we did speak about him last week on Win Me the Lottery um, and his kind of fat shaming of Elvis. But there's one thing that's undeniable. He is the man you want to welcome you to Win Me the Lottery because he's the voice of Christmas. And it is December, it is Christmas time, it is mistletoe and wine. It is indeed. I think um, I was wondering where that was from because that is one of my favourites. Actually, my dad's favourite. Oh, is it? Yeah. I it's think... one of the best. It's one of the best, no matter what anybody says. When I hear it, it kind of does something to me. I don't know what it is, but I get into the mood of Christmas. Exactly. That's what I mean. So, um, Cliff Richard obviously is in the news recently, and I think, when I think of Wimbledon, I think of Cliff Richard and obviously Christmas. And to be honest, he's got a message that relates to our topic of the week later, because he was obviously fat shaming Elvis. And I guess the message is, okay, there's gonna be a lot of chocolate, sweets, turkey, a lot of Christmas parties. Gravy. Gravy, just be careful, stay safe over this Christmas period. But all of that relates to our topic of the week later, which is the expense and the cost of Christmas. It's not cheap, is it, Tony? No, I mean, all those stuff that we said, you know, turkeys, chocolate, wine, mm, food and drink, wine. basically. It's not free, is it? No. And it seems to be getting more expensive as the years go by. Um, obviously now we're in, what day is it? It's the 4th of December. Mm. Um, and it's the run up to, it's official just run up to Christmas, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Advent. And you see across basically anything post Halloween, the shops are ready to go. Decorations are out, you know, the point of sale of just going like, you know, Black Friday is a big oh. thing. You're pretty much uh, thinking about Christmas, really, and they just want to grab every single penny they can from you basically right after bonfire night and you know it's the commercialization of yeah. christmas don't you get paying for the decorations you're paying for the christmas cards yeah i mean i've actually prepared myself for this chris yeah. so knowing that december you're already thinking about presents and all the social activities that are involved mm -hmm. with it i actually reduced my pension contribution as of december Oh, no. So I can have more money now. But Tony, what about future Tony? That will have to come like post Christmas. Yeah, okay. I, might, I might actually bring <laughs> back my pension <laughs> what contribution to the same levels I had probably around March time, I'd say, or February. Because yeah. then you've got Valentine's Day after that. Oh yeah, like that, and your so. your missus is quite demanding when it comes to Valentine's Day. Well, I am actually. Oh, it's you. Actually, yeah, you demand no. a lot well, from her. Well, I don't know. I demand a lot from myself, Chris. Nice. I, I mean, like is that. is there anything more worthwhile spending your money on than on something that you love? Or the day of love? I can't argue yeah. with that yeah. at all. So, I guess, um, yeah, I think it's... Christmas time is a fun time for... I mean, I think loads of people enjoy Christmas. And mm. for those that don't celebrate, that's completely fine as well. Yes. But it's also a very stressful time. And I think a lot of that comes with the finances, <laughs> I would say. And obviously the, the cold. But a lot of it is to do with the finances. Because yeah. if it is cold, what do you do? You put on the heating. Heating bill. But if you can't afford it, and you're going to go into debt, mm. that's more added stress on top of the expectations of... Christmas of presents, socials, food and drink, even holidays, people go away, whatever, yeah. visiting family and friends. Um, cool. I guess if we uh, move on to, I guess, our mailbox, Chris, didn't we have oh something that was God. quite festive? Did you Tony, our mailbox is swelling. It just gets more and more full um, every time I look at it. And um, to be honest, it looks a bit like Santa's sack. <laughs> and that's how big it is. Um, but Tony, I don't know if you actually know why Santa's sack is so big. Because <laughs> it's his favourite time of the year, <laughs> where we expect presents. The reason why Santa's sack is always so big is because he only tends to come once a year. Oh, right, yeah, he goes, Christmas Day delivering. Yeah, he's, he's going to deliver everything in one day, so he just yeah. gets bigger and bigger all year long. Oh, right. And then when he comes, it does empty out. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, that's why it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to that mailbox. 
Um, so Tina has been in touch, and she um, this isn't a festive one. I apologise, but yeah. um, it is in relation to our previous episode where we were talking about um, first dates, and I tell oh. you what, we have been inundated around first dates. So. Tina said a good one. She said, when I go on a first date where I don't really like the guy, I enjoy the power play of getting my credit card out to pay the whole thing. The credit card I take out has expired, so it wouldn't work. But every single time, they end up paying anyway. And I give them a moment of panic as well, is what Tina says. So I really like that one. So she's actually bringing out an expired credit card as a bit of a power move Mm. to make them sweat, only if she doesn't like the guy. Um, And she knows it wouldn't work even if they did let her pay. And then I guess she can just say it. That's, oh, something must have gone wrong. It's it's been rejected. Can you pay instead? Um, But everything's when they pay anyway. Is it like a game of chicken or, of some sort? It it's is, like, she, isn't it? Yeah. She must get a kick out of this stuff. Oh, is that how they Tina, do it? you dirty dog. <laughs> Honestly. She, 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 there's no money. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's just the idea of it's going, just a power play. oh, oh <laughs> I'm going to pay. Yeah. Uh, the guy's always going to come through. But and you know what? That happens quite a lot anyway, doesn't it? You know, people doing that song and dance about, oh, no, 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 let me do it. Let yeah. me do it. I mean... That everyone has their part to play, right? You got, you, you got, you can't give in too easy. You got to look like you want to pay as well. But imagine this: like, how many, how many years out of date is it, Tina? I mean, she goes, oh, <laughs> it doesn't work. She has to pay. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise it ran out four years ago. Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven, <laughs> the original credit card. But yeah, I mean, it would make me laugh if once they didn't offer to pay, and then Tina actually put the credit card in, and it actually worked. That would give her a bit of a shock, wouldn't it? I'm sorry, we like your style, but you're ripping people off here a little bit. Well, yeah, I guess... Are we on... T- no, we're on... T- I think we're on Tina's side. I like it. It's a bit... You know what? Machiavellian, think, but, but we like that. You know, everyone's... You know, if you can get away with it, why not? Yeah, you yeah. Know? The Me only true crime is, is one you, you don't get away with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's you the know. rule or maxim I live my life by. But there is that saying, right? There's no mm. such thing as a, as a free meal. So right. will she be paying it in other ways later Karma. on? Karma. So I hope not, but um, we shall see. Tina, be careful. Talk about karma and manifesting good luck our way. Uh, moving on to segment one, which is... Last Saturday's Lotto Result. So it was... Uh, decent 7.2 million. That is good. Uh, it was double rollover. And I de- spoiler alert. It's going to be a triple rollover. I know that's ruined the next bit because it means oh, no. we didn't win, but it's going to be a triple ro- Am I right? Yes. So it's it's good and bad. I mean, it's just news that like we just carry on the whole thing again. Tony, we've been saying it all night. It needs to get higher. It needs to get above 10 million, and we're on the right track now. So I think next week's going to be 8.7 million. But anyway, what were those winning numbers, Tony? The so the formalities of those winning numbers were 2, 4, 11, 23, 26... 33 and 40. Machine name Martha, ball set seven. Uh, what were my numbers? So I only matched one. Um, mm. So it's five, six, 18, 21, 23, and 24. So the, I matched the 23 there. Um, so like you said, no winners this week. Mm. So it's got to roll over again. Who knows it could roll over all the way to up to Christmas. And then you get a nice big uh, Christmas bonus. Oh, Christmas right bonus. Christmas bonus, quite literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 7.2 million, as we say, it's going to go up to 8.7 million. Yeah. Um, but just going back to that 7.2 million, Tony, mm. do you remember someone emailed in a few weeks ago and they were saying if they won the lottery, they'd get a private island. And then we had this long discussion. You know, we know that Epstein, mm. he had um, a private island for nefarious means. And we were saying we'd actually love to buy up a private island to give back and do something really positive. You know, I was saying we could actually test high-speed rail um, on behalf of the UK government and just say, look, this is actually really working well. We've tested different prototypes. We found Mm. a cost-effective way to do it. Rishi, get on with it. Um, But anyway, I've found it. I've identified a private island in Honduras for just $6.7 million. So You could buy it. You could afford that. You could afford that with this um, 7.2 million pounds. And you'd still have quite a bit of change left over. So this private island is called Rose Cay. 
It is 67 acres featuring three sandy beaches, three separate sandy beaches. And the south side, um, with its sandy beach, also has a coral reef in the sea and lots of colourful wildlife around as well. You go snorkelling in there. And that's your own place. Sounds like so paradise. Tony, it is paradise. If you won the lottery, you have your own private island. And as I say, we wouldn't be doing any of that Epstein stuff if that was our private island. Oh, definitely not. I'll, what I would do, I'll probably set up a resort, all inclusive. Yeah. Oh, right. So you'd have yeah. guests there as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they, it'll be adults only. So mm. really just No fun. kids. No, no kids or adults. No under 18. Oh, I see what you I mean. No want... under 18s because you don't even want to be associated no, with... I, I... Yeah, rumours, scurrilous rumours, we don't want any of them. None of that. And, no, and I'll say no royal family members are allowed on that, <laughs> just to make sure. You mean the TV show royal family, right? Well, just yeah, for the legal that. implications. Yeah, don't and you? that, yes, yes, that, <laughs> yes, that's the correct one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they'll be busy in Pizza Express in Woking anyway, right? I might build a Pizza Express <laughs> on the island, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Or a different pizza chain, who knows? And it or is, Prezzo. It, it Prezzo, absolutely. It's going to be hot on this private island because it's by Honduras. Um, but I know that some members of the royal family can't sweat, so it won't really be a problem for them. <laughs> <laughs> but we banned them. Sorry, we yeah, banned no, them. Yeah, they wouldn't want to come anyway. No. But, well, isn't that the whole problem <laughs> that they did? <laughs> No, because they, I, well, I said this adults only. Adults only. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, we take all of that back yeah. for legal reasons. And, and, uh, you know what? I think, you know what? This is paradise. Why ruin the paradise by setting up uh, some a commercial, you know, all-inclusive resort here? Let's just let nature take its course. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Obviously, you want to develop a beautiful house to live in. Yeah. Um, but I did have a look at this private island. It's got loads of, of beautiful um, flora okay. and, you know, and all sorts. And as I say, a lot of um, sea creatures okay. nearby. So lots of prime opportunity for snorkeling. And a coral reef, Tony. Okay. This is by Honduras. You know, this is just stunning. I'm just keep it simple. I want a simple way. I'm just going to sell fruit and flowers. If anyone wants to come, that's, cool. that's it. So they have to hire a boat. Go all the way to the to this private island. <laughs> yeah, if they just want to buy fruit. <laughs> yeah, just simple way. Life is <laughs> yeah. chill. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yeah, you could buy an island, but you know, I could. Some people might go. You know, I don't want to live in sun, sand, and bliss. Sea. Yeah, sun, sand, sea, and bliss. I want grey, rainy, historic London. Yeah. You know, you could buy yeah. a flat with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that I might want to do. And then go to an all-inclusive for two weeks a year. You could get yeah. a one-bed flat in grey, rainy London, you know, and why on earth would you want your own private home instead of that? Exactly. You could... You, you know what, like 7.2, you're talking mm. like in certain postcodes, you might be able just to get... Studio. Two, yeah, studio. <laughs> okay, a one-bed flat in like a yeah. really high-end... Yeah. Mayfair, isn't it? But it just shows that the balance. You get a whole freaking island yeah. or a really... 50 square metre studio. In like, yeah, Mayfair in somewhere. Mayfair. But hey, or you can meet in the middle somewhere, go to you know, a, a nice suburban kind of detached house somewhere. Mm, mm, Richmond or somewhere like that. Um, cool. So if we move on to our festive topic of the week. So it is festive, but mm. it's also looking at the... The costs of Christmas, really, mm. and in order for it to, for the festivities to really work, you need to spend a bit of money. Tony, is it just me or is it just spiralling out of control? You know, it's like Eric Ten Hag at Man United. The costs are just getting too much, aren't they? Or Chelsea. I mean, look how much they spent. Uh, yes, so. yeah. Um, you can argue that he's probably getting more return right now. It's, it's all a bit Moses Caicedo. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I love, okay, I like that one. <laughs> um, but the, the sad thing for me, I've, I think, with with the literally the financial implications of Christmas, mm. is that some people actually go into debt mm. for Christmas. And is that is that right or wrong? No, it's wrong, Tony. Think... It's just wrong. You know, if you knew that your loved one mm. was racking up debt. Just to get you an advent calendar, you know, probably they've treated you to one of those new luxury advent calendars. Yeah. The one with gin in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe a new PS5 or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't want that, would you? It's a, it's a hard one. So I'm because not you do love PS5. I haven't got a PS5. 
That's what I mean. You'd love to have one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be on the list. Um, but if you're a parent, I think it's more... Of, and you've got young children. You're like, I want to create the magic for them. Yeah. But I, you know, they're going, oh, Santa, I want this and that. And then you're like, I can't afford it. You know, do you go into debt to try and give them that kind of childhood experience? No, because what I would do for my kid, if if that were the case, young kid, I'd just write them a note. And it would just say, paying it forward, you'll thank me when you're older. Okay, so... Because, you know, you're not racking up any more debt. It's going to serve the kid well in the future. Yeah. So just say that and maybe give them a few chocolate coins (laughs) and a mince pie. How much would you? How much more information would you give if None. the kid was older? What if they were like, oh, okay, twenty-one or something? Or like, yeah, the teenager goes, "Do you want us to live on the streets or pay rent? You know, for Christmas?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a harsh reality. Yeah, and so. telling you, the bottom line is, children should be seen and not heard. <laughs> so you don't need to give them any information or context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, there is an element of like, you know, you could do a bit of window, go take them around Oxford Street. I mean, I don't know if that's a good place these days. Or to see the Christmas Just for window shopping. Yeah, window yeah, shopping, yeah, get them yeah. into the mood of that, and you go, yeah. look, this is all great. But, you know, you're not getting any of that. <laughs> Santa's Grotto. Yeah. You know, they've probably got a good Santa's Grotto. Yeah. Um, you know, you could do Winter Wonderland, but, I mean, that's rip-off central now as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, is it worth I've never been no. to Winter Wonderland. You have, right? I've been there I've been there a few times years ago, but I haven't yeah. been in maybe eight, nine years. And Tony, you know... It is the most crowded place in London, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. I think you have to pay to get in now. It's probably seven or eight quid for a mulled wine. Mm. I saw some video where it was, I think, at least a fiver for one of those little twirly potato things. You know, that pota- the twirly uh, potato I've always stick. wanted to try that. I've had them. They have them in Thailand. It's about 50p. <laughs> and that's about right. I'm not going to pay a fiver for that. And it's just hell on earth because it's so crowded. Yeah. And what do you actually see in there? Just go to a free Christmas market. There's loads of them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're dotted around on all parts of, of London, I would say. Um, but I think you get to the point of, like, going to all these kind of winter wonderlands or going to, mm. you know, socials where you feel like you can't, you know, you, you feel pressured to attend because mm. everyone's going to be there. It's the cost of your mental health. And you're not financial, but, like, the pressure of having to... to to go through all the crowds, to, sure. to see people, sure. hang out with people that you maybe you don't even like because yeah. it's, you know, they're technically family or, or friends. That is a good point. And, you know, the stress of getting the right gift, keeping your children happy yeah. um, and all that. If it, getting all the different gifts is a mission in itself these days. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, think about it. Every month you are budgeting your salary and your savings or whatever. And you, you've got it down to a T, but then Christmas just throws everything out the window because there's all these additional costs mm. that come in. Like we talked about before, like you know, the extra heating because it's cold, yeah. the presents, the, the social events, all that type of stuff. And, you know, it's very apt for, because, you know, we're trying to win a lottery, you know. Mm. Mm. Winning a lottery, you know, you, you probably don't need to worry this about these things. all these problems. Yeah. And as I say, you know, we've talked about hired help. Yeah. You just have, you could hire an elf. Or just a really short person, you know, a dwarf or whatever, as your little Christmas helper, <laughs> Santa's little helper. Yeah, you could, you, you can. Like we talked about chefs, you know, you could hire a chef to do all the Christmas cooking. That's some stresses during the, the Christmas day I'll lunch just, or dinner. I'll just say on the job ad, you must be less than four foot, but if you are, I'll have you. I'll take you in. I'll give you, you know, bed and board. You can wrap the gifts. You can go and identify the gifts. But, you know, this is the thing with AI, the rapid advancement in AI. Maybe we're going to have some kind of robots to do all that soon anyway. Hold on. You, I would hire a chef to do the, like the Christmas meal. I would. You would but, hire an elf. Well, I, I'm just thinking even the chef, if it's Christmas, they've got to be an elf. <laughs> so, and we can just get them a little stool or quite a large stool, actually, to get up and be able to reach the hob, the pans on the hob and open the oven door and all Fair that. Enough. The fridge. I mean, the fridge is high up. I mean, if you've got a really nice f- flat where you've got an, I have. An, an oven that is like waist height, that's quite yeah. good. But most ovens are, are, are below, so it might quite actually suit the elf. <laughs> um, one of the things that I was thinking, it just popped into my head now, you know, the idea of like spinning a story to the kids if you can't afford something, because that, I noticed that, you know, the transport's on strike, right? 
Ah, it's always on strike at the moment. So you How long is this going to go on as well? Again, it's that Eric Ten Hag because, yeah, it's been like two years of strikes. Yeah. I'm not necessarily blaming the strikers. Yeah. But it's getting a bit too much now. So that's an additional cost. You've got to pay for, like, yeah. taxis or getting the car out to go oh to places. Oh, my goodness. But you can even go to your kid, like, if they don't have any presents on Christmas morning, because you're actually trying to save money, you're trying to be responsible, you go, yeah. Santa's on strike. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. brilliant and one. You, they can go, look, look at the paper, look, everyone's <laughs> on strike, Santa's yeah. on strike. So. Santa's actually gone on strike because the government didn't give him an inflationary pay rise this year. Yeah, or he doesn't want to pay his tax or whatever. But probably it wouldn't be the government, but it would be the New World Order. Yeah. Because he's a global phenomenon, uh, or the Illuminati or whatever, and they just haven't given him a pay rise. Yeah, I mean, these. I think these are quite plausible stories, just to say to your kids. Soros. George Soros is probably the man behind it. Yeah, you could say that. Imagine <laughs> just saying George Soros to your kids. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I understand guy. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think just to give an idea about you know, the costs of Christmas, yeah. I mean, I've just been doing a lot of kind of searching online about you know, the main event, uh, Christmas, mm. lunch or dinner, mm. depends on how you do it, yep. is the, the turkey. And I don't know how often you eat turkey, Chris. Are you, I was telling you before, yeah. I eat turkey because I'll often get turkey meatballs now. So you can get okay. beef meatballs, yeah. which obviously red meat is worse for you. You just get turkey meatballs. It's less fat, isn't it? And it does, yeah, and it works. In mm. a lot of those meals where you might have meat, beef meatballs. Yeah. But, you know, those are quite cheap. Maybe it's four quid for a pack of 12 turkey meatballs. Yeah. And, you know. Um, if you go around in the supermarket mm. to pick out your Christmas turkey, I'm not even talking about a whole turkey. I'm talking about those kind of pre-packaged, you know, mm. M&S turkey crown or, or yeah. whatever it is. I had a looking at £31 minimum the other day in M&S for that, for one of those packages. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, everything's gone up. Like, I've, the research I've done is that they said frozen turkey's gone up 20%. They said normal fresh turkey's 6 to 10%. Overall, it's about 10% up from last year. And, and it was up turkey. massively last year as well, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And you mentioned turkey meatballs. I actually might prefer that because I think mm. turkey's bloody dry. I was, so, you know, I was told by a chef once that actually people just cook turkey too long okay. because they're really worried yeah. about it. Okay. But actually you could cook it a lot less. But so anyway, you don't cut me, I'm not a chef. We'll ask the dwarf that I'm going to hire. You want a medium rare, right? <laughs> yeah, you want it medium. But I was thinking the same thing, you know, for people out there who are struggling, you've got two options. Yeah. Right. Just get a large chicken. It's easier to yeah. cook. It will be a bit juicy. You get all the juice. Four quid in Sainsbury's. I had a look. Or, as I say, turkey meatball. It's still turkey. You're keeping the magic of Christmas. Just turkey meatballs with a few roast potatoes. Mm. If you want, just go. If you're really struggling, Aunt Bessie's uh, frozen roast potatoes or Iceland's own one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not expensive just to buy a pack of potatoes anyway. Um, Brussels sprouts can be quite cheap. Maybe some Brussels sprouts on the sides. Um, and then maybe some um, sort of gruel. <laughs> Oliver Twister. Well, you know they have like bread sauce, don't they? That can't be hard to make. Have you ever had that? I've never actually had bread it. So- yeah, my grandma normally makes some bread sauce, and that's quite nice. What does it taste? Is it <laughs> it's a bit like gruel. Oh. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, with turkey, I mean, and Brussels sprouts, these are, mm. these are the things that, you know, they peak at this time of year when yeah. people start eating these things. And I would yeah. say, yes, turkey, I understand it's traditional and it's less, you know, it's healthier than, than chicken because it's got less fat. But you mm. end up dousing so much gravy on it, it kind of defeats the purpose, yeah, I would say. Yeah, it probably does. Um, I'm not a fan of the cranberry sauce. Really? Yeah, not oh, a fan Tony. Of it. Yeah, I don't, it just doesn't make sense. The, people talk about the bliss point of the sweet and savoury. Oh, I love that. Doesn't, doesn't work. Okay, for me. okay. Um, but I would say, you know, the cost of turkey is, you know, for is, is a big, Big thing on it's prohibitive. It is prohibitive. And you know, why are turkeys going up so much? I think they're ripping us off here, Tony. I think they've actually got the supplies this year, but it's, they're still taking I think they're just. I think they're just yeah. ripping us off. I don't think there's a shortage of turkeys. You know, I, I went said that to... Last year. Um, I understand that, but not this year. I, I went to Sevilla a couple of years ago before Christmas and they had turkeys wandering about the place. <laughs> In one, of the, in one of the attractions. So are you telling me that there's a global shortage of turkeys? I don't think so, but 
Anyhow, you know, I might change it up this year and not get a turkey and get a chicken or duck or, yeah. you know. How much is a goose now? Because that was the traditional thing, goose. And everyone said that was more expensive. I think that is way more expensive. I've never looked into it. That's always been on my bucket There's list. There's loads of geese all yeah. over the place. Just grab one. <laughs> or just go to country and shoot one yeah. and take it. Well, if you, instead of going to Winter Wonderland, yeah. um, head to another part of Hyde Park uh, and just grab a goose by its neck, snap it in half, and then you've got your Christmas dinner sorted. If that's what you want to do, you know, obviously... There are implications. There are implications caught. for doing that, and it's a bit aggressive, but, I mean, where do you think your tur- what happens to the turkey you eat? Oh, yeah, that's true. And, I, you know, another thing that I would say is that, would you include, you know, okay, Christmas has happened, then mm. it's New Year's. Yeah. We're still in the festive period. The January sales... Would you? I, I would include that in the overall cost of Christmas, because look, you, you might get tempted by the Black Friday, then you've got all the, the the other stuff that comes up with Christmas, with the advent calendars, the decorations, the food, the socials, mm. the presents, and then bam, you, you see the January sales come in, and then you're like, oh, I can't help myself. So it's only it's the sandwich effect, because yeah. you know what it is? It's now they've got Black Friday before. Yeah. And it's just far enough before Christmas, what, three or four weeks, yeah. that, okay, you get some of the gifts in, but you're bound to need more before. Mm. Um, so that's before. And then afterwards, you've got straight away the January sales, the Boxing Day sales. Yeah. It's the sandwich effect. You know, you've yeah. got a sale on either end that tempts you into more, and then you've got those weeks of hell where you've just got to keep buying. So people's pockets are getting emptied here. So... What can we say to our listeners? Listeners, I mean, like, what did they? I'm sure everyone's got a plan. Mm. Is that for me? One of the things that I reduce my pension contribution, as I said earlier, or like you start saving up in the run up to Christmas, yeah. people start getting the credit card out, or you either start factoring these costs for every other month that comes, you know, goes by, and then you go, oh, there's birthdays here, there's all that type of stuff. But mm. you got to have it in the back of your head about, oh, these are the the additional costs that come up with Christmas. However, if you won the lottery, you wouldn't have to worry about, to worry about any about of that. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, credit card is one option. Personally, I've taken out another loan with Wonga. <laughs> um, and I know they have a very competitive rate. I bet they get um, real popular over Christmas. So, yeah, so my view is I'm not going to be paying it back anytime soon. Why should I care? Um, so that's one way to do it. But, um, you know, Martin Lewis... I bet you do. He's like personal finance guru. Personal finance guru. He's actually said the best gift is giving nothing at all for many people. And he's just said to people, look, don't worry about it. You don't want to fill your home up with tat. Some people just feel they have to get a gift. They don't really know what to get. He just said, don't bother. Yeah. How many links gift sets do what does one person need? (laughs) How many times did you get a links? Um, I've had links all the con- gifts. I've had all the continents now: Africa, yeah. Yeah. Asia. I don't know. Yeah. All the all the animals. It seems like a yeah. like a no. The links is the animal. Yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. You know the places that don't even exist. Um, but hey, it, I think that's a responsible. I think I know where he's coming from. It's like, mm. don't get into debt for this. It's not a responsible thing to do. I'm sure people would understand. I mean, would you be happy to go, look, sorry, um, you could do a card. goes, sorry, there's no gift, but I was thinking of getting you this. So it's the thought that counts. Mm. I just don't want to go into debt. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You know, what you can just say is that, I'm sorry, I've adopted a goat for you in Africa. I've named a star after you. There's no proof of it, <laughs> but I promise you. Um, I've donated to charity on your behalf. Yeah. Yeah, I've donated to the Battersea Dogs Home. Yeah, and another thing is that why do we need to actually spend money and buy stuff? Why couldn't you make things? I think if you had um, really thought about this person, and made a bespoke gift like a drawing. Yeah, or, you know, you stitch some socks together to make a puppet or something like that. I, I think did. yeah, I would find that more valuable than if you got me. I don't know. That's such a good point. Something from a designer handbag that is just like some poor kid had to. Like in a sweatshop to make, and it's overpriced. I'm probably not gonna use it because I'm scared of getting robbed. When I can have, you know, some socks that you've worn for a few years that has some holes in it anyway, but you've made some eyes out of it, and it's a puppet that I can pass down to my kids, <laughs> and it's like a, a family heirloom of some sort. 
Yeah. I think that's more value. I think that's more magical and more in the spirit of Christmas. A knitted than a de- handbag. Than a de- yeah, a knitted handbag. Why design on one? Yeah. You yeah. put your your effort into it. You're a real thought behind it. These these are fantastic ideas, and this is just for listeners to think about. Okay, I haven't got two pennies to rub together. I had another idea. Um, you know, we talked about adopting yeah. a goat. Yeah. I've had an even better one, and this will kill. Yeah. Yeah, pardon the pun, it will kill two birds or maybe even more with one stone. Oh, yeah. Adopt a turkey. So you just say, right, I've adopted a turkey. I've saved it from being killed for Christmas dinner. Um, and I'm actually not going to make turkey because I love turkeys. We're going to have yeah. vegan um, chicken this mm. year instead. You know, fake chicken. I've saved a turkey and it's all done in your name. I can't, you can't be angry with that. No. I think, yeah, I think I might take off. <laughs> Actually, no, what would be the main event at the, at the table then? So a vegan chicken. Yeah, yeah, probably vegan chicken. I don't really know. What's a vegan chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be like a nut roast. I, I've, I've only seen, yeah, you could do nut roast. That's probably better. But I have seen the vegan chicken where it's just the slices. I mean, it's just, <laughs> oh, right, it's just tofu, isn't yeah. it? It's just soy, but... Um, yeah, hey, why you just, not? You could have just stir fried a bit of vegan chicken up. At least it wouldn't be dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be up for that. With soy sauce or something. Yeah. Maybe some noodles. So, okay, so Martin Lewis, his, his Christmas message is the best gift is don't give, just give nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, yeah I'm, I'm with that. I think that's sensible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm probably not going to do it this time. But these are just great ideas. I think adopting a turkey. <laughs> Have we checked if that's even possible? Like, is that a thing? That might already be a, be if a thing. If it's I not think. a thing, Tony, I'm smelling some dollar here again. <laughs> Whether a... it's on the current app or we do another app just for this. No, it'll be, it'll be an additional thing we'll roll out for the Christmas period. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Adopt yeah. a turkey. <laughs> yeah, and they've adopted a turkey on their dating profile. I reckon you could probably adopt a turkey for less than M&S sell the turkey crown. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, presents, we think of like physical things. They, they could be experiences, right? Yeah. And, you know, some people go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, here's 100 quid for the theatre another time or mm. to have a dinner in a nice restaurant. We could do the whole thing about this. Why don't you just go to a park with a thermos? Yes. Yeah. The lights there. Yeah. You're making memories. The whole thing is about... Okay, I want to make memories. Yeah. Because you don't really remember the tats that someone got you. Yeah. You know, some gifts are worse than others. But even if you do get a new iPhone or a new MacBook or something yeah. like that, um, you're not going to remember that for many years afterwards. Whereas yeah. if you have a magical moment in the park, the snow's falling down. Yeah. You know it's Christmas. There are Christmas lights everywhere. Yeah. Sparkling away at you. Yeah. You're going to remember that forever because you've just had five cups of coffee. You're buzzing. Yeah. And you've probably done some crazy things in that park with whoever you're with. I would say so. I mean, you've got to remember the, you know, the bellyache you had of having those five cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to remember frostbite on your nose. I mean, yeah. easily. I mean, that's more memorable than a And probably PS5. after having that many coffees, you needed the toilet. You couldn't find a toilet. So you might have frostbite somewhere else as well when you've had to go outside. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So there are costs to Christmas. Yeah. And I would say, let's people just don't go too crazy if you can't afford it. Spend within your means. Tony, it's still the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. You can we still, have to remember that. You can still enjoy the festivities yeah. without going broke and in debt. Yeah. And I think that is the, the wise yeah. thing to do. And if you choose to, to splash out and, you know, spend beyond your means, that's completely up to you. Just, up to you. just make sure you have a low interest credit credit card. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe the lottery is your saving grace at the end of it. It probably will be. If yeah. you listen to this podcast and you use all the tips that we come out with. Yeah. But hey, email us in to see mm. what, what you're going to be doing for Christmas. If you're yeah. going to go overboard or you're going to keep it sensible. Yeah. Um, Let us know. You can also DM us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. All on, Win all on me the lottery. Win me the lottery. Win me the lottery, that's it. Cool. So if we move on to our uh, final segment, which is uh, picking next week's numbers. <clears throat> we had quite a few interesting ones, actually, yeah. this week, Chris. And 
One of the first ones that I wanted to talk about um, was uh, the relationship between, I guess, a woman and husband, really. Hmm. And sometimes these relationships aren't easy. And um, I guess in the festive period, you know, sometimes finances uh, can be a, a real kind of relationship killer, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes, um, you know, you let your emotions take over you and uh, you might actually do something that you regret. So with this story that I'm uh, starting with, there's um, it's quite a, a shocking headline. So um, I'll read it out. It's, um, woman punches husband to death for not taking her to Dubai on her birthday. So um, imagine your, your wife um, going, um, can you take me to Dubai? And you go, sorry, I can't afford it. Uh, and then you pay for, with your life, basically. Um, one of the first things that I thought about is that how strong is this woman to... To punch him to death. <laughs> yeah, what we need to establish here is was it a one-punch knockout? Because <laughs> that would be incredible. You know, obviously we, we wouldn't laugh about this, but that would be impressive in its own right. She would have a career in the UFC. Yeah. If that was the case. So um, according to this article, um, the, the incident took place in the couple's apartment. Um, and in the shocking incident, um, the guy died when he was punched on the nose. So right, right on the nose by his wife after he refused to take her to Dubai on her birthday. Square on the shiner. Oh, my goodness. Um, so just a bit more detail. So, oh, dearie me. He goes, um, uh, what did it say here? So it also said the police further informed that during the fight, Renuka, so which is the woman, punched a Nick Hill in the face. The impact of the punch was so hard that Nikhil's nose and some teeth were broken. Damn, she's got a haymaker on her. Um, <laughs> with heavy bleeding, Nikhil lost consciousness. So I guess... I guess it was a one-punch knockout. This is shocking. Um, this guy's got a glass nose then, or a glass face, because <laughs> either she is discovering new talent in the fight game, or this <laughs> guy is made out of glass. Um, but, you know, we can't laugh at this thing. He's, he's paid with his life. He's, he's passed away. He um, won't be seeing him Christmas this year, Tony. She won't be going to Dubai anytime soon. She'll be going behind bars. <laughs> yeah. Would she want to be to behind bars in Dubai? That's oh, yeah, yeah. So she might have dodged that one. But, yeah, um, the number was 38 because she's 38 years old, so she's not a spring chicken to do that, inflict that amount. No, of she should know better. She really should. But, yeah, I mean, that is entitled, isn't it? So it does say it was in a... The couple's apartment where it took place is located in a posh residential society. So obviously it got a bit of wealth as well. Mm. She was expecting a trip to Dubai. Yeah. And she just belted him one right in the shiner. That is shocking, isn't it? I reckon it's probably not her first time doing that. No, She'd not probably her first go, Let's, Let me help him understand. You know, he's not taking me seriously. All actions have consequences. And now... You know, it might be putting himself out of that misery. Sometimes people live in quite miserable marriages. Mm. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. You say thing. she's done him a favour. Well, maybe he might have gone, look, I can't, you know. I can't take this anymore. Maybe he goes, I can't leave her. The only way out yeah. is, is an out-out. Yeah. But yeah, that's number 38. It's a bit of a grim one. But um, what I would say, the final thing, is that resort to violence. You may not have the intention of killing someone with a punch, but that is always a possibility. So is violence, is, is no. violence, even consideration of violence, no. even worth it? No. Not at this time of year, Tony. A real, a real person wouldn't resort to violence. No. You know, no. I was going to say a real man, but it was a woman that, that did real, it this time. No. But cool. That's my one. Oh, that is shocking. I mean, that is distressing, to be honest, Tony. And um, something else that's a little bit distressing is um, the absolute mayhem being caused over in the US. So, um, we haven't spoken about this yet, but um, the biggest ever Powerball jackpot, so that's the lottery in the US, um, took place recently. $2.04 billion, Tony. That is... <laughs> and I just think that's lovely. too much. I mean, you know, we say it's not enough in the UK when we're talking about three, four million. Two billion? 
Two billion is outrageous. Um, but um, what happened here was that uh, the winner was Edwin Castro. Right? Mm. So he claimed the $2.04 billion prize. Um, and following on from that, somebody else has actually put themselves forward that they were the rightful winner. Um, so this was oh. Jose Rivera. Um, and he's now doubled down on his claim that he's the rightful winner of America's biggest ever Powerball jackpot, even after being charged with filing a false police report last month. And so here's his quote. It's ridiculous that they're trying to put charges on me for my own ticket. I don't have words for it. I showed them that I'm the rightful winner. I was the one who bought the ticket. I'm going to show everyone that I'm the rightful winner. Um, oh. So, yeah, so this guy, Rivera, is um, hotly disputing it, but seemingly without much proof that it's his ticket. What do you think about this? Do you believe him? I mean, the police have said it's, it's false. Oh, so who, does he have the actual physical ticket then? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's trying <laughs> to put a fast one here. Yeah. You know what I think he's hoping for? He's probably going, look, we'll settle got- this out of court. Yeah, you've got two billion. Yeah, just give me yeah. ten million. I'll, yeah, well, I'll, yeah, I'll leave now. Bugger off. You know, it's, you know, that's not too for the whole aggro. Just going for the lawyers. You're like, do you really want to spend your time de- dealing with this when you can just pay me uh. off right now? I'll sign what you need me to sign. Uh. That'll be the end of it. It'll be another mil. lottery NDA, won't it, Tony? Yeah. So he's a bit of a chancer. <sighs> or whoever, just... he might be spelling the truth. I don't know. And this is the thing that's really piqued my interest about the whole thing because. Um, you know, we do, on this podcast, offer lottery tips. Mm. How can you make your fortune from the lottery? Is this, and it's not one that we would condone, but is this another way that you could make your fortune from the lottery? Piggybacking on somebody else's success. Say, hey, that was me. And, you know, you've probably seen the lottery advert <laughs> this year where it's Crazy Frog involved. Oh, and I think yeah. it was last year as well. And what happens there is... A guy on a train writes his number on the back of his lottery ticket to this lady yeah. who's jumping off at that stop. Yeah. And then she's at home and she sees the winning lottery draw. This is the winning ticket. And she runs to the train to get on and find the guy and she gives it back to him. Um, and that's a moral question as well. If you just met somebody once, yeah. would you actually claim that money for your own if you found that? if that lottery ticket is now in your possession. Okay, you haven't rightfully bought it, Yeah, but there can be no proof otherwise. The guy's probably forgotten his numbers if he got a lucky dip. Okay, you mentioned the train. So, mm. okay, it'll probably come to this. If I found out that I won the lottery and I had a ticket, mm. if the trains were on strike, then I probably would go because I know he'll still be there. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't, then he'll be long gone and how am yeah. I going to locate him? Yeah. I'll probably go, look, I'll collect the money. If he remembers, I'll save some of, it for, some of it for him. If he doesn't, then I'll go, fine. Yeah. He doesn't remember. Yeah, he doesn't remember. I'll keep it. I mean, it's a quandary, isn't it? Obviously, in this advert, <laughs> she really liked the guy. Oh, right. Okay. And, you know, by the way, he has a really good ringtone. If he's got crazy frog <laughs> still on his ringtone, that's quite impressive. He's a catch. Yeah. He's a catch. One in a million. Um, quite literally. Yeah. But... Um, you know, so that's obviously the thing, but then it's a bit of a moral quandary, isn't it? Because it's like, even if it is the love of your life, do you really want to split the winnings on the, on that off chance? Mm. I think I'd be tempted to mm. just take it. And this could be another method, is all I'm saying, Tony. We wouldn't condone it, but you could piggyback off the back of another lottery winner, and you say, well, actually, this ticket was mine. Mm. And it has to, you know, you've got to be careful. They would have had to have bought it from a store... Um, and somehow that store didn't have CCTV, for example. Yeah. I would and, have the, and the shopkeeper has forgotten who they sold it to. I would have to look at previous cases to see if the person that was claiming that they won it got into trouble. Mm. If they did prison time, maybe it's probably not worth the risk. Yeah, yeah. If they got, yeah. and everyone was fine, you know, they didn't do any kind of get charged for trying to falsify or commit fraud. Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. So, um, what was the number for that one, Chris? Um, so the number for that one was actually the number two. And the reason for that is that this was the biggest ever Powerball jackpot of wow. $2 billion, Tony. How many islands could you get with that? Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Yeah. Quite a large country. Well, medium-sized country. No, maybe a small country. 
Tony, you could buy about 5% of Twitter or now <laughs> X for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, is it a worthwhile investment? Who knows? Cool. So the, the next one I had was, um, it's actually uh, office related. So as you know, um, New York is one of the go-to destinations that I think of when I think of Christmas. Home Alone. I think of Home Alone. I think of like... Steve Bruce in Home Alone. Do you remember that? It was the pigeon lady. <laughs> Looks very similar to Steve Bruce. It looked like... Uh, someone said it looked like Piers Morgan a bit. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I can see the Steve yeah. Bruce cut short. Steve Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Steve Bruce. Um, but basically, yeah, New York is one of those places where you think, oh, Christmas, you think about was it Macy's and like... Yeah, Macy's, yeah. The, st- the stores, the, the Fifth decoration. Avenue, Fifth Avenue. Times Square. Uh, but you also think of like quite fancy offices and stuff yeah. like that, don't you? you think of New York. Wall Street. Wall Street. What else you got there? You've got like Manhattan. Oh, yeah. All those type of places. So as you know, a lot, ever since the pandemic, you know, the office has been... Uh, kind of not been that busy because people have been working from because home. Because woke, lazy losers won't go in the office <laughs> anymore. According to Jacob Rees-Mogg, that is not my opinion. So, but. Well, some people actually <laughs> share that opinion, go like, you know, we've had the, the two plus years. We've done the hybrid. Let's get back to normality. Let's do the five, five days a week, what we used to do before. Tony, why leave it at five? There are seven days in the week. Well, these, this is America, it's hustle culture, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, why yeah. not, right? Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I, I saw uh, was that, uh, so actually the, the, the headline was, will a big office Christmas tree get you back? NY's professional decorators hope so. So really what, they, what this article's talking about is that, you know, these grand offices, um, they haven't really been decorating them that much for Christmas over the past two years, two, two, three years, um, during the whole pandemic period, because uh, no one was coming in. Mm. Now, you know, property management companies have seen leases drop by 33% from already miserable 2022. So that's no surprising that. Offices are downsizing. And, you know, downsizing. That's, that's why people hybrid. are buying in a yeah. bit, because every, it's been proven now, hybrid works. Yeah, I think it's pretty much proven. Um, and it just means if people are only going in two, three days a week and you mix up the days people go in, you don't need so much office space. And that runs into millions of of pounds or dollars for prime locations. Yeah, I mean, not to go to kind of London, but we saw that article about Facebook, right, where they just cancelled that lease. Yeah, and how much? 148 million just to break their lease contract. Yeah, I mean, that just sums it up, doesn't it? So I guess with this article, they're looking at um, how do you entice people back or create yeah. that environment of what Big you Christmas miss. tree. Have an amazing Christmas tree and decorations uh, in these offices to go, hey, guys, don't you miss coming here around Christmas time? Let's yeah. get back into the office. And these professional decorators are actually kind of spending time really look at the, the office spaces. In eggnog. Yeah. That's what I would say. Get some eggnog on tap. You know, just have it around the office, maybe mulled wine, mince pies, maybe bring in a Santa. Yeah. And I would say just for equality, we could have a female and a male Santa. Yeah. Um, you know, or Mrs. Claus or whatever that people can go and get gifts from. I think they should bring back, you know, getting your Christmas bonus in like mm. envelopes. Yeah. And they'll be around the Christmas tree in the office. Yeah. And, so, and Santa presents it to you. Yeah. And you or Mrs. Go, Claus. You've got to physically go in and you collect it. Yeah, but in the in the grotto. Yeah, right. That's brilliant. So basically, they build a grotto, and you go in there. You meet Father Christmas and Mrs. Um, Father Christmas. Yeah, Mother Christmas. Um, they give you the envelope with the Christmas bonus. What else? Mince pie, some sherry, maybe. You know, maybe you have a couple of glasses of sherry in there with Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Christmas. Um, and then you come out with your back. I think that'd be brilliant. It'd be like some festive fun that's happening. Yeah. Or if they wanted to be really smart about it, they could break up the Christmas bonus into like um, many small pieces. And they go, you've got to come in every day to receive a small part <laughs> throughout the year, starting from Christmas onwards. So that's to get people into the office. It's a I would check. Say. Yeah, so it's like a treasure hunt almost. And yeah. you have to come in 365 days a year. 
to glue it all together and then yeah. you can cash you it can, afterwards. Depending on how, how generous your bonus is, it could be like yeah. $10 a day, a dollar a day, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. It's up to you. Do you want to come in and, and get it or not? Otherwise, they'll keep it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my number is 33 for that <laughs> one because uh, they've seen at least it's dropped 33%. From twenty So hopefully Christmas trees will get people back in. Hopefully. Oh, I hope so. But I would definitely recommend eggnog, sherry, all those Christmas drinks, yeah. Baileys people. Like, I like the vegan version of Baileys because I'm lactose intolerant. I didn't even know there I was a never, vegan version. Yeah, in M&S, they do one. Oh, it's really good. Um, but yeah, so that's obviously depressing. At least it's dropped 33%. But wait until you hear this one. This is shocking and quite <laughs> scary. A cruise ship passenger has told of his horror after discovering a spider, and I'm not talking any old spider, I'm talking big tarantula-style oh, spider, dear. had laid eggs inside his toe, including one that hatched. Um, so basically this guy, Mr. Blake, he went on a cruise with his wife, and we've talked about this before. You know, Tony, you said... Is he retired? Uh, he's not retired. Oh. We have talked about the retired couple who wanted to see out their last years, days, hours perhaps yeah. on a cruise and how many, didn't they book 50 cruises or something 51, 51 cruises. I was ambivalent about a story yeah. like oh they're living it up and then it's like but they might have wanted to, a good care home but they couldn't afford it <laughs> they couldn't, yeah and then you think what are they doing for Christmas then but anyway so, the, so Mr. Blake and his wife they went for their 35th wedding anniversary um, on a cruise and they were by Marseille on this cruise right south mm. of France um and a Peruvian wolf spider actually bit uh, Mr. Blake and somehow got inside his toe to lay eggs or laid eggs inside his toe after biting it. Um, eventually, they discovered one of the eggs had hatched into a small spider which was stuck underneath his skin. This is what Mr. Blake said. They believed the spider was making its way out, eating its way out of my toe. Wow, that is grim. But Tony, um, I have to say, and maybe I think we had another story about a tarantula a while ago where um, I think motorists were to avoid a tarantula and caused a massive accident on the road and the tarantula walked away unscathed, but I've got bad news this time. Um, The spider died. The spider that was stuck inside his toe did pass away, <laughs> and Mr. Blake chose not to keep the dead spider when asked by medics. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that shocking? Honestly, a spider inside your toe. That, you know what, that's an unsp- the laying eggs thing is just downright, that's like one of the kind of fears that I have, sort of some type of creatures laying eggs under my skin somewhere. There's definitely been some sort of horror movie that features something similar to that hasn't there I mean you've got the idea of an alien you know when that thing gets and he kind of impregnates uh, yeah. him from the mouth but uh, yeah I'm sure there's loads of horror movies I think it's just the idea of being a host to something and that's an un- unexpected present really of some eggs under your toe <laughs> it's not Easter Tony it's Christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the things like the idea of like leaving it there is that, is that some type of cool like oh is that a tattoo or that some dirt on your yeah, toe yeah. oh no it's just a spider that died there <laughs> interesting unique story yeah. but, um, when yeah. you're on a date I'm not sure if that'll go down well I think if he were using our app yeah. you know he could put that as a special feature or tagline <laughs> yeah, it I really think that'd be worked well. Photo. Yeah, yeah it would. Like, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's just a spider that died yeah. under his toenail. It's just, it's um, just vile. But anyway, so that was their thirty-fifth wedding anniversary, um, and so I've come for the number thirty-five, Tony. Right. Cool. Um, the next one I had is I do like um, talking about the law and uh, lawyers. But I also like uh, my snacks as well. So I like watching, you know, court cases, and I like, yeah. you know, snacking on uh, popular, you know, snacks. And this story brings both of them together in quite a, an offbeat way, really. Because so, certainly, I mean, we respect the law. Yeah, we've got to say that first and foremost. We always say we let um, the legal system take its course, mm-hmm. the legal process, and all we want to see happen is that. The rule of law is upheld. Yeah. Definitely. On this podcast, anyway, both you and I. Um, but more than that, we love snacks. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you've got to share all stories about the, the kind of associated with the legal system and um, justice, really. Yeah. 
And I think this is an interesting one where sometimes, you know, you trust um, what they call lawyers or attorneys, and they, these are people of respect, people that are within the community that you go, look, this is upstanding citizens upholding the law, um, protecting, you know, representing, you know, the... Us, yeah, us? We, yeah, representing totally us. They're there to represent all of us. Uh, but sometimes they get into trouble themselves. Mm. And with this headline um, is Ohio attorney is suspended over pooping in a Pringles can and leaving it in the parking lot. So that's not what you would want from a lawyer, would you, Chris? No. Um, especially one that you would think is a serious and respected lawyer. I mean, you get all types of lawyers, right? Um, Tony, he is sending the rule of law down the toilet, which is what he should have been doing with his poop as well, <laughs> to be honest. I can't argue with that, Chris. I mean, like, um, the Ohio Supreme Court suspended an attorney who defecated in a, into a Pringles potato chip can and then tossed it into a parking lot of, an, of a crime victim advocacy centre. So that's a bit of disrespect happening there. <sighs> He actually argues, so his name is Blakesley, his defence is that he said he didn't target anyone but had a habit of putting his faeces in Pringle cans and randomly throwing them from his car. He claimed he pulled the Pringles prank at least 10 times that year. So <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a fetish, to be honest. <laughs> You'd have to say that, wouldn't you? Um, one thing I would say is that once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> is something that is so relevant for, for this story. Definitely in this case. But isn't that... I would say that's a bit of a fetish. I think he's not saying it that. It has to be. I mean, defecating in a Pringles can. It, it obviously, it's one of the large Pringles Oh, yeah, cans. your typical can. It's not the mini one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I think it's the large They're one. Ten times in a year. But also, what, what does you really get out of it? Because people aren't going to just pick up a random old can of Pringles and open it, are they? Or maybe like homeless people? They are Moorish. You might go, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm in luck here. Boom. Oh, it, it gets kicks out of that. You know, it is true, though, what they say about Pringles. It's not often that I have Pringles, but whenever I have, I don't know how much salt is in there or what, what it is about Some them, but once chemical. you open that, you genuinely can't stop. So maybe that's it. You know, they've just dusted off one can of Pringles, see one lying around, Pick it up a little bit. Oh, it feels heavy. It's weighty. <laughs> Next thing, they crack it open, and that's inside. Oh my god! So, yeah, I mean, he's done it ten times, so clearly he's there's there's some type of addiction happening. Sometimes in the year. So that means he's done it Le many more times over his lifespan. It's, they said a year. <laughs> he must have done it before. Yeah, way before that. So yeah, number ten is the number that I'm going for. Uh, I like that one, Tony. Obviously, we don't condone it whatsoever. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't put you off Pringles. No. Just don't grab any off that are lying around in the street. Just go to <laughs> yeah. a respectable yeah. store. <laughs> um, but yeah, back on theme, um, the last one I'm going to go for is... Um, well, let, let me ask you a question, right? Lots of popular Christmas markets around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every city in the UK has one now. A lot of towns have one as well. <sighs> How much should it be, in your opinion, for a hot chocolate at a Christmas market? Um, like three fifty, three fifty, and I think that's even on the pricey end. Mm. You know, I mean, it's hot chocolate. To me, hot chocolate should be two quid. Yeah, if we're being honest about we'll it. We're talking about the drink, by the way, aren't we? Absolutely not okay, the band. Cool. Okay, cool. Or do you mean something else? I don't know. You know, if uh, people, you know, I hear hot chocolate used in different ways, but yeah, the, the hot chocolate the drink. drink. Yeah. Definitely the drink. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, three fifty. Even that's pushing it. Maybe four quid. I mean, if you get an artisan coffee in a really good hipster mm. shop, it'd be four quid or more. Edinburgh Christmas market. And you, you're just not going to believe this when I say £5.80. This is at the Edinburgh Christmas market, as I say. £5.80, Tony, for a hot chocolate. I mean... <laughs> Do I get anything else for that? Well, I must say... Looking at the photo, almost six pounds. It does look like it got cream on top and actually a Cadbury's flake sticking out of the top. 
right. Or just a flake. I'm sure it's not Cadbury's, actually. Just a bog standard flake. And by the way, how much is it for a big box of those flakes? Probably not much. Yeah. Uh, and he did get a straw. And it looks like a paper straw, so at oh. least they're giving back for the planet. Yeah. Um, but it's not a reusable cup. <laughs> um, and yeah, it looks a bit sad, this, um, this Christmas market. Doesn't it very big? Uh, and the guy who bought it said it lacked festive ambience, ambience with its half-naked Christmas trees and the noise from the speakers <laughs> was deafening. What about the, the hot chocolate? Was it good? Did it say he that? He hasn't said. He's doing a lot of complaining here, Tony. I'm almost beginning to, to turn against him. Um, and guess how much it was, right, for a box of five churros with um, chocolate sauce? Ten quid. Seven fifty. Oh. Five churros. So that's pretty bad as well, isn't it? Okay, for five eighty for hot chocolate, I would be annoyed if they use that kind of Cadbury powder stuff. And mm, that's what I was thinking. I wouldn't be surprised if they just use the powder. I mean, what is the profit margin on that? And by the way, if it's five churros for seven fifty, that's one fifty a churro. And I bet they weren't big churros either. You know, you do hear yeah. some fancy hot chocolates where it's like melted chocolate. Yeah, the fancy like a hotel chocolate. Yeah, stuff like that. And it's like proper like melt drinking chocolate. So it could be some of that stuff, but five eighty, I mean you could get a whole chicken with that in certain places, right? We yeah. About the main event for your Christmas yeah. dinner. Yeah. Well, you possibly you could adopt a turkey for that much yeah. on our app. We don't know yet. But um <laughs> you have to say, you know, the more that I read this article, I almost began to side with the Christmas market because this guy was just complaining like crazy. <laughs> Uh, so he wrote, I paid £7.50 for a small box of five churros with chocolate sauce. They were perfectly serviceable, though to be honest, I'm not sure they were worth the price. After the churros, I was feeling thirsty, and there is nothing more festive than a cup of hot chocolate. So I hunted around to see if I could pick some up. I eventually did find a stall serving it, but was disappointed to find out it cost £5.80 for a deluxe hot chocolate. The drink. <laughs> okay, here you go, here's your answer. Okay. It was served with whipped cream, marshmallows, and a flake. It was undeniably tasty, but considering how quickly it disappeared, almost six pounds seemed awfully steep. <laughs> well, I don't know how much marshmallows are on a flake, but... <laughs> Sorry, I've just read the next bit. This is quite good as well. Um, <laughs> Tara said it over to take a look at the rides after his pricey snap break, but the excitement to ride the big wheel was short-lived when he realised it was 10 quid per person for one go on the big wheel. Oh, this is what God. we're They're bleeding about. us dry at the cost of Christmas. The Winter Wonderland, this is, you're, you're, you're <laughs> going to need a lot of money to have a good time if you've got kids there. It is, I, I don't know how people afford that. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted a family of four on that big wheel, it's 40 quid. You get everyone a meal as well there. You get everyone a drink. You pay entry as well. Yeah. You could go to Spain and back. We should actually tot it up. If, you, if all you got was the hot chocolate churros and a trip on that big wheel for family yeah. of four, you're paying telephone numbers for that. Um, and the cost on your health as well. Absolutely. absolutely. Not mental health, but physical health. All the sugar. I bet they've got those photo booths, Dave. You've seen those have been popping up everywhere. It's probably oh, like right. 12 quid a pop for a photo in the photo booth. Um, but Edinburgh, um, Edinburgh's Christmas market have stuck up for themselves. And they've just said we've welcomed over 125 visitors, thousand visitors over opening weekend, and the overwhelming response has been positive. <laughs> Customers have got in touch, say it was just so magical with all the lights, beautiful atmosphere. Um, so they've stuck up for themselves. 125,000 visitors at those prices. Edinburgh must be raking it in here, Tony. That's 125,000 people in debt, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over the breadline from that. Um, but yeah, that is shocking, and I'd love to see um, exactly what the rest of the food costs there. You know, if you want to get a main meal, because he didn't even have his main meal. You know those like big kind of German sausage hot dog things. <gasps> oh yeah, I like those. Yeah, that's got to be over ten quid. I that's probably twelve quid there now. <sighs> hey, you know what? If you can afford it, why not? Right? But Enjoy you've the had festival. to win the lottery before, beforehand. 
Great, I think that's our last one, Chris. So what was the number on that one? That one, I've gone for 58, because it was £5.80 for a hot chocolate, ah, okay. a deluxe hot chocolate. So I've just merged that together, 58. Um, and hopefully we can win, even if um, this guy was clearly... Mm. And I think he will remain a loser from the way he was complaining about that. But he did have a point on, on the hot chocolate. Imagine that, if we won that the lottery, we'd just go nuts at like a Christmas market. We'd just get whatever oh, we want. We'd just go mad, wouldn't we? Yeah. But we wouldn't give anything to this guy because he's such a whinger. <laughs> cool, I like a 58. You know, we haven't had such a high number for a while. I think so that's where we've been going wrong. Yeah. yeah. Cool, so the numbers that I am picking this week as follows is 2, 10, 33, 35, 38, and 58. So that, that's, I guess, our first set of festive numbers. And we've got December. plenty more festive episodes to come throughout the month. Yeah, um, we're going to continue the festivities, I guess, for the next few weeks. I I mean, so. let's, let's see what people, you know, we get so many emails coming in, and that's driven some of the most recent um, topics of the week. So let's see what people come in with. And with the festivities, why not send us like a Christmas Eve card? That'd be quite nice. Adopt a turkey on our path. Or, actually, what I would prefer is if they give us the money to adopt the turkey and then we just work that out afterwards. Yeah, or give us money for the lotto, for extra lottery tickets as yeah. well. Yeah. And then we can we use that money to adopt a whole farm of turkeys later <laughs> yeah. on for next year. We could actually buy out the nation of Turkey <laughs> if we get enough. But yeah, I was thinking, you know people say, um, just donate me the cost of a cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm going to start saying, just donate me the cost of an Edinburgh Christmas market deluxe hot chocolate. That's smart, because you'll get more money, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly, it's double, I think. I was saying, you know, I said Christmas e-card, because obviously we don't want to give people the address to send cards properly. Well, maybe oh, not just yet. but we can do the email address. Yeah, tony.win.lotto uh, at gmail.com. And I would also say is that, when was the last time you sent a Christmas... Do you send paper Christmas cards? For my, that's an additional cost. You've got bank yeah, envelopes and grandma, stamps. Grandma, because she does it. My parents, I'll get them one and just, when I go back, give it to them. Um, sister, maybe. Maybe not. I don't think she'll send me one. You know what? I did a clever thing uh, about a good, nearly, what, six months ago. You know what I did to save money because I knew the cost of Christmas. Oh, you bought the leftover... Don't tell me it was when Paper Chase was yeah. showing that. I even Chase... went in. I went into one of them and I saw them and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. That would have been brilliant. It was, it was, they were going for like 20p, the Christmas cards. I bought a whole pack of really fancy Christmas cards for a pound. Oh so I'm, I'm covered. So I'm a reducing That's fine, my you can cost. give me some. Well, <laughs> I'll charge you £2. <laughs> but yeah, I'm reducing the cost of Christmas because I knew it was coming. Uh. Because I was like, if I don't win the lottery, I need to have some some kind of course uh, in place. Are these Christmas cards eco-friendly? Probably not, you know. You know, an entire rainforest has been felled in South America just for us yeah. to send Christmas cards. So this is what I'm saying. You know, let's save the turkeys. Let's save the rainforest. I'm not sending any Christmas cards. I'm not buying any Christmas gifts. I'm not making a turkey. Instead, fine. Okay. I don't really want a vegan meal. I don't want a nut roast yeah. or, or vegan chicken. So I am going to make a chicken. Um, but I'm going to save a turkey. And I'm going to adopt a turkey for you as your gift. You know and I'm just going to make a chicken roast for Christmas dinner. You know when they say it should, oh, they wish it was Christmas every day? Yeah, wizard. But you're, you're living like Christmas is every day. Exactly. You're, you're, you're having an everyday meal. Exactly. You remember they used to say... A dog is um, for life, not just for Christmas. Yeah. I think we should apply that. Yeah, because oh, I think that's a sensible way of looking at things. Yeah. Right? It uh, can be Christmas every day if you do the same thing that you would do every day at Christmas. And by the way, we do not condone having dog meat for Christmas. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And I would say, um, yeah, just obviously enjoy the festivities. Stay safe. Stay safe. Hopefully you enjoyed the, the football at the yeah. weekend when Newcastle uh, annihilated Man United. I like how you use annihilation as 1-0. Every time you say annihilation, yeah. it's like 1-0. <laughs> but yeah, stay safe. Um, follow and subscribe. And I guess we'll see you uh, next week for the continued Christmas festivities on Win, Win Me, Me the, the Lottery. lottery. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.